0: Good morning. If I said to you that we are just coming out of the season, or this is the last Sunday of Epiphany, does that have a great meaning to you? You know what Epiphany is? <laughs> We've just been through it. It starts with Jesus' baptism, and it goes through this particular Sunday, which is Transfiguration Sunday, and it's the time in the season of, uh, of the church where we recognize, um, hopefully, that we've had uh, some sort of revelation about uh, about Jesus. Something, Maybe something new that you learned, or maybe a lesson that you have learned in the past, but uh, had forgotten and it became real to you, hopefully, over this past month. But uh, that's Epiphany, and Transfiguration Sunday um, ends the season of Epiphany with this strange story of uh, Jesus becoming white as light uh, on top of a mountaintop, and Jesus' divinity, full <coughs> divinity, is revealed. It's an important moment in the life of the Church, and it, uh, as we before we head into Lent, it's important for us to understand um, who Jesus is and why it's so important for us to recognize uh, transfiguration. It's what I hope to do. For you uh, this morning, but it's what a strange event this was three uh, three disciples uh, head up to a mountaintop and Jesus likeness is changed into bright white light and they hear a voice from god it's uh, it 's a strange moment but one I 'm sure that was very encouraging to them and prepared them for the journey that is ahead of them and uh, I think it's a gift. I think it was a gift to Peter, James, and John. I also think transfiguration can be a gift uh, to us as well as we think about this story and what kind of encouragement it gives to us as we transition from Epiphany uh, into Lent. I think Peter, James, and John were very lucky, if I can use that word. Perhaps the better word to use is blessed but they were very fortunate uh, to be invited into this particular moment uh, to see what happens with jesus on the mountaintop they were granted the opportunity to see jesus physically manifested to show who he truly is and who is jesus well jesus is god from god light from light true god from true god and You may recall those words. Those are words out of the Nicene Creed upon which some of our faith is built, but Jesus is truly God. That's what we recognize theologically on Transfiguration Sunday. But if there was was ever any doubt of who he is, they were all laid to rest for those three disciples on top of the mountain. If there was ever any question of who they were following, they got their answer. They got a glimpse of God's Son in all of his glory and a glimpse into the future. It's a miraculous event, to be sure, hard to try to define it. Pastor Nancy uh, tried to figure out a way to explain the transfiguration to the kids this morning. I don't know how they got it. I don't know how some of us even get it. What a strange event that it is. But by God's grace, these three disciples were allowed to witness it. And it must have felt as though they were very blessed to have had the opportunity to do so. Have you ever had a moment like that? Now, be careful when you answer that. Please don't tell me you had an, an opportunity uh, where Jesus showed up in front of you and changed into bright white light, you might need to see a psychiatrist. Uh, I think this was a a once-in-one-time event. Uh, But nonetheless, nevertheless, the time when it was very clear that Jesus revealed himself to you, have you ever had one of those times when somehow it just became clear to you, it was just a gift just to you, that maybe God wanted you to know, or uh, a realization of something that was only for you. Maybe a moment of clarity about the future, what you were supposed to do, or where you were headed in life, and that message, again, was given to you by God, just for you, and you just knew it. Maybe it was an experience in worship when something became very clear to you. Maybe it was a moment in your own prayer or devotional life when a truth about Christ became real to you again, or maybe even for the first time. It's like you got just a glimpse of God in that moment. That's like your own moment, your own personal moment of transfiguration, your very own mountaintop experience. And those are very important to us. Not only because it's such an encouragement, but also because it shows us how we are continued to grow and prepare ourselves for the future, and especially life back down in the valley. Our mountaintop experiences carry us through the difficult moments of our faith, where and when we will need to remember what we have seen and heard about God's Son and be able to share that with others. God wants us through the transfiguration to get a better glimpse of him, to see him as he really is, and he wants to change us, to help us become more like him as we follow Jesus to the cross. There are moments in life, and I think they're only brief and perhaps very few, when by God's grace we are given a chance to see what the future holds. It may not be a vision of the future in which we are granted a complete picture of what lies ahead, but rather a moment of clear understanding or perhaps even peace about things that are ahead of us. It may not just be something we see, but something that we sense. Perhaps because we would be overwhelmed if we got too much information all at once. I think that's why God does that. In pieces and it was probably like that for the disciples they got as much as they could handle that particular day just a glimpse of the divine nature of Jesus and an affirmation from the voice of God this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy listen to him it lasted only a moment but it was enough to allow them to go back down into the valley with confidence in the one whom they followed. Peter's response is for us. Peter's response to what happens on the mountaintop is probably ours as well. We want to hold on to those transfiguring moments, those special moments that God gives us, and memorialize them to. We want to cling to them and hold on to them and perhaps remain where we are. We don't want to go anywhere. We certainly want to go out of the presence of God because these moments are so very powerful for us, but these few and far between instances where God makes himself clear to us in the midst of life are not meant to be captured and kept. To do so would have us remain fixated and perhaps preoccupied with them, on them, rather than on the work that needs to be done. The reason for the transfiguration was to prepare the disciples not to stay where they were on top of the mountain, but to listen to Jesus as they followed him from that place into the valley. They had to go back down the mountain because that's where ministry had to be done. There were sick that needed healing, there was truth that needed to be shared, and teaching that needed to be done. Perhaps the greatest reason to go back down the mountain was so that Jesus could do his ultimate work on the cross. And like the disciples, once we have seen for ourselves who Jesus is, it's not something we should keep to ourselves. We need to share it with others. There's no way we can freeze that moment in time or make it last forever. It's just a glimpse but it's enough. I'm sure I don't have to tell you this, but I think it's important for us to remember this morning or recognize and admit. Life in the valley is difficult. Maybe you know this firsthand today, and it may not consistently be that way, but all of us have had our share of times when God seemed far away from us. Now, those who have faith, and I would assume that's all of us here this morning, we know that God hasn't gone anywhere at those particular times. In fact, it's in those moments that God may be closest to us. I recall the uh, footprints in the sand uh, poem. You know how that ends? When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that Jesus carried you. It's that same kind of concept. We understand that in our heads, but it still feels like sometimes that God has uh, proverbially uh, (laughs) left the building. And those times can be very scary. Life is full of them. I'm certainly not saying that all of life is characterized by struggle and difficulties, but life in the valley has its legitimate and very real challenges. On the top of the list is the illness or death of a loved one, perhaps personal illness, financial problems, neglect and abuse, relationship issues, addictions, problems at work or home, maybe not even having work or home, and so on. You know the list goes on. But then we also, in addition to all those stressors and things and uh, problems of life. We turn on the news and we hear perhaps like we did the past couple of weeks about horrible tragedies and massive loss of life due to earthquakes and we hear yet of another school shooting, a shooting at college, and so much more than that. You know sometimes you just have to turn off the news uh, or it will drag you down. My point is not to be overly negative, About things and I'm not trying to ruin your morning but you and I need to recognize and admit that life is sometimes hard and even though it may not be hard for you right now I bet it is for somebody else it doesn't help to deny it the valley is real but brothers and sisters so is the mountaintop the message of transfiguration beyond the truth that Jesus is God's Son and fully God in the flesh, is that in the midst of our valley experiences, the gift of a glimpse of God provides something we know as hope. And I've already said it may just be a glimpse, but it's enough. A little bit of hope goes a long way. The valley may be challenging, but God is in the midst of it. Through Jesus, God has overcome. And although that may not change the situations we face in the valley, it does change us if we'll let it. Here's a real time example, I think, of what those moments might look like (laughs) these changing moments in our lives, these moments of transfiguration. Surely this past week, you have heard about the shooting at Michigan State University. Uh, and we just chalk it up to another instance of you know, of evil or whatever it might be, but it causes a uh, great concern for us and it's probably very scary. It causes a lot of fear, especially for those who are around that shooting. It's uh, an instance of valley living that, uh, certainly is not filled with joy. It's not a positive thing. In fact, it's a very negative thing for us. But have you also heard about the news about what's happening at Asbury University? Maybe some of you have been following it on a Facebook feed or something like that, but Asbury University is in the middle of its second week of a revival and a worship service that has been going nonstop since the eighth of this month. And people are coming from all over and waiting in lines for the opportunity to go in and be part of this worship service, to be part of this revival. And uh, there are countless others who are being pulled in. They just feel called to be a part of this event. Uh, uh, And they're perhaps not even joining in worship, but they feel called to do something about it. I heard recently that uh, there was a A gentleman with a food truck who felt called that they just needed to show up and be there for all of these people who are waiting in lines and worshiping for this amount of time and and you know he felt called that people simply needed to eat and he was going to be part of that all of these instances i think i can't help but think that they are transfiguring moments in the life of that particular college and all who are attached to this particular event. I think it's one of those ways, one of those examples where Jesus breaks into valley living and shows us who he really is, and that brings a lot of hope to us. Perhaps maybe in a more uh, general sense, maybe another example might be that in the midst of uh, some kind of pain you might be experiencing now, that God has revealed himself through a close friend who has come to walk beside you. Maybe that's how God is breaking into your valley living right now. Maybe it's a word of encouragement through scripture or an unexplainable sense that everything is going to be okay in spite of the challenges ahead. Hope comes in lots of ways. Changing us, if not changing our circumstances. The three disciples who witnessed the transfiguration of Jesus were given what they needed in order to follow Jesus into the valley. It didn't change the situation. It didn't change the fact that Jesus uh, was going to go down the mountain and his journey would end on a cross. But it did change something in those three disciples. It gave them the reassurance that God's plan was in place. And although they might not have recognized it at the time, All Jesus would suffer and endure in the valley would be according to that plan. They didn't have to understand it all, but they knew beyond a shadow of a doubt who they were following. Maybe we don't get the whole picture either. When God reveals himself, we get just a glimpse. But what we see of him reassures us that life in the valley does not have to overwhelm us. In the context of light, I think the message is powerful. When the disciples were on the mountaintop, Jesus' appearance changed into what could only be described as his face shining like the sun and his clothes becoming as white as light. That's the best way Scripture has for us to describe what Jesus' divinity might look like. When we are supposed to take that same light And shine it into the darkness of the valley maybe your own maybe somebody else's we might not be able to hold on to the moment when we experience the light for ourselves but we can certainly share our experience with others and it reminds me of a message that pastor Nancy preached a couple weeks ago uh, about being the light in someone else's life and Uh, Again, it was an epiphany message, and so is this one. It's, It's the same message. We're supposed to share what we have experienced. Jesus has been revealed to us, and so we are empowered to shine that same transforming, revealing light into someone else's life. Who doesn't need to know about Jesus, especially when they're walking through the valley? Lent is almost here. We'll start in just a few days. And as Christians, we recognize it as a journey that ends up with the message of Good Friday. Not a good message, we know. We know that Jesus dies on a cross the day we recognize that. But it's interesting that during Lent, if you didn't know this already, it's an interesting point when talking about moments when Jesus breaks into uh, our everyday living, but each of the Sundays in Lent is not a part of Lent. Did you know that? Every week we get a moment or a break from the journey, a break from our walk in the valley, if you will, to celebrate who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. It's not a part of Lent. So if it was built into the season that we should experience some of these moments, some of these break-in moments where God shows himself to us and provides encouragement while we walk. It reminds us that Jesus, Jesus' ministry goes beyond the cross, that the cross does not have the last word. And I think in much the same way, we walk through the valley of this life following Jesus. But today we acknowledge we've been given a gift, a glimpse of who Jesus is. And because of what he has done, we have the assurance of a future that is held in God's hands. The transfiguration back then and now offers encouragement for the journey, both for us and others with whom we share the light. On the way to the cross, Jesus was revealed to the disciples. And along our way in this life, Jesus is revealed to us. It may just be only a glimpse, but it's enough. May God bless us as we step into our journey of Lent, but also with the full realization of who Jesus is to us and for us and may we be able to share that with others as well.